You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop, the show that's a little bit of everything with a K-Pop twist. Visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com for more information about the show. That's 17-C-A-R-A-T-K-P-O-P.weebly.com. Enjoy the show! Right, and that was No and uh, Boy in Love, both by BTS. And so we just finished uh, talking about the school trilogy and how their overall, um, the overall uh, goal of that trilogy was to um, talk about um, some frustrations that the youth have, and they continued to give a voice to those frustrations throughout their career. So that brings us to their 2014 release, um, which was the Dark and Wild trilogy. Um, but actually, let's get back past that a little bit. But to me, I still consider a few of these songs from the Dark and Wild era just because they they have that vibe to me um, and a similar message to the school trilogy. And then we'll go into what I consider part of the next era. So um, first, of, the next music video we have to talk about is Dope. So it no, literally it's called Dope. So Dope is um, a song that I really felt like was the intro. Like it's as if the school trilogy was like, an, like a pre-BTS, pre-debut situation um, because it feels like they really stepped into their own starting with Dope, especially because because in the intro, uh, when Namjoon says something in Korea and he's saying, welcome, first time with BTS, and it's just, it's a big moment, it's a big moment, and it's one of the best intros you'll hear in a song, it's so awesome. And so anyway, so that song, um, really, and also, um, this song, um, the lyrics from the song and everything, um, when, when they've talked about it in interviews before, um, Hosek has been saying, um, how they want to, um, quote, project our generation's thoughts and values from the prejudice that pours down on us like bullets, which is why the name is Bulletproof Boy Scouts. That's what it translates to, Bantan Sungyundan. Um, and so, yeah, so basically this feeling that they need to portray, um, like, the prejudice is just, like, pounding on the younger generations, and so their songs are, like, this good sh outlet for rebellion, angst, and frustration um, as they voice the concerns of people um, in their generation. So it has lyrics like, you know, wake up the sleeping youth, um, why are you killing us before we can try, basically calling out people who just dismiss millennials and Gen Z, which I, I can't Gen Z, I don't know if they did, but, you know, the younger generations being uh, dismissed as lazy or materialistic or things like that, they actually, yeah, they kind of, um, it's a little bit different from the spinebreaker definition, but in this, at this point, they're very frustrated with, um, viewing people as just too young to really know what's going on, or like, oh, you're gonna solve our problems, like, n you won't even hear us out, and, you know, like, just the doubting of the younger generations is questioned a lot in this song, and you can tell that based on the video, because in the video they are wearing outfits for different careers, like race car driver, doctor, etc., and they are, uh, you know, the, the lyrics are include, you know, I don't want to say yes, I don't want to say yes, and that part is like, you know, why are you put, to me, at least, it's like, why are you putting us in these uniforms? Why are you making, like, why are parents sending their kids to go to school to do what they want to fulfill their dreams? Why not let us create, find out what our own dreams are? Why are we fitting into your molds? And so it's all about the generation kind of being able to define themselves. Um, and then um, something really interesting that I wanted to point out about this song is that um, it mentions three generations and... Um, it mentions, um, it references the Sampo generation, the Opo, and the Yokpo generations. Um, and Sam, O, and Yoke together mean 365, or 356, sorry, but to me it's like 365 is in like, and I could be reaching here, but I think it kind of is a hint at like, uh, another symbol about like, 
you know, this is constant 365, 24-7 pressure. Um, we never get let up. Um, we never, it's never lets up. And so um, the Sampo generation um, in South Korea, um, the short version of all of this, there's so much more of the history to get into, hopefully more on another episode. But the main thing that the song seems to be calling out is that the Sampo generation was viewed as like, they've been so pers- in pursuit of education and work that they gave up marriage and kids. And then the Oppo generation came afterwards, and they gave up marriage and kids and proper employment and home ownership. This is kind of like the super vague, um, lyrical, um, n- not to be taken super literally um, comments, social commentary here. So uh, don't quote me on these like stats or anything. But this is the, the basically the feeling people have gotten um, based on the conditions. Um, and then the Yokpo generation um, had to get rid of all of those things I just listed, plus uh, relationships with others fully. Is just how it's how it feels like. And remember, these are when B- these songs released when BTS was younger, um, a, a very emotionally charged t- uh, time in life where um, these frustrations are heightened, every emotion's heightened. So keep that in mind as well. Um, that doesn't discount what they're saying. I'm just saying. Um, if it seems hard to understand or relate, maybe that's why, because it's that teenage emotion. And uh, so, yeah, it's a sense of frustration. It's just, it's really, um, this is the one, one of the many times when talking about BTS videos, I'm going to um, have to um, say if you, this is why it feels like you grow up with them, because they're channeling your feelings as you feel them. So, I mean, now I don't feel this, well, I do still feel this huge frustration, actually, with being discounted as a millennial, but, um, you know, it was especially big when I was younger, um, well, you know, you're a kid, you're, you're just a kid, you're too young to do this or that, um, so, you know, it's just, like, at different times in your life, they're singing about the things that you're experiencing at the same time, so that's why it feels like we've grown up with them, and so, um, Dope was a video that really, um, just resonated, um, as it should have with the general public as well as me um another big song that i want to talk about from this like transition era as i refer to it is whaley 52 which is another one that critics uh overall find one of their best most well-written works so whaley 52 is a combination of the words whale and alien um and the alien part you could probably get the symbolism there feeling like you don't belong in the world um the whale part only makes sense if you understand the number 52 so basically 52 hertz is the highest frequency that a whale can make noise and so by calling themselves the whale at 52 it's like the whale that is um actually the the type of whale that can go up to 52 hertz like it's like a dog whistle effect, I guess, where, like, it gets so loud, or, like, not so loud, so, like, high-pitched that certain people can't hear it, or certain creatures can't hear it, or whatever. Um, so, uh, those kind of whales, um, are labeled the loneliest whales in the world, and so they're using, uh, that as their song title, um, basically to show this sense of loneliness that definitely, uh, plagues adolescence. Um, another song, uh, before we get into what I officially consider the next era is Silver Spoon. Silver Spoon, um, did not have a video, neither did Wailing 52, but I just feel like it's important to talk about these songs as well. So Silver Spoon, um, talked about this word called Bepse. They call me Bepse. That's from that song. So Bepse is a type of bird 
which we're gonna get into bird metaphors a lot more, so stay tuned. But this was like a hint at what's to come of the bird metaphors. But aside from that definition, Bepse also refers to basically someone, um, I guess it's the equivalent of like a hype beast in the USA, like someone who is, um, like an imitation. They're making a cop, they're trying to be someone else and they're making it worse, you know? Like, um, they're making something, like, they're not the original, so when they do it, it's not as good. And they bring down the value of it because they tried to join in. You know, they make it worse because they copied it. And now it's like, you know, way to go. You Like, you ruined it. So anyway, so um, that's what the term Bepse um, can refer to as well. Um, they also have lyrics like, My teacher's born with a gold spoon. And they talk about this spoon theory. Um, the super short way to talk about the silver spoon um, theories and stuff is that um, it's kind of calling up the frustration that the youth has with the social ladder and moving up or down and how that's harder and harder. That is a feeling, obviously, we can have in the USA as well that is hard to change your standard of living um, and seems to be just getting harder. So that's kind of what they're talking about where it's like, it's easy for you to say, um, okay, basically all their early work is basically one big okay boomer line and it's really resonates today. But anyway, um, but yeah, so they say things like, um, you know, easy for you to say, this is a paraphrase lyric, but it's like easy for you to say because you were raised with the silver spoon or whatever, you know, before these issues, um, plagued our world and, or before they fully manifested and worse, we're the generation that sees the consequences. And so that's kind of what they critique. Um, they also call out this, uh, term called passion play. Are, which is basically um, passion play sound is the, a nice coded way to say working f without for no pay like uh, criticizing basically again belittling the youth and their work by not paying them in their internships or other assignments just not whether the payment is literally payment as in money or payment as in you know to me I think they meant payment um, in other ways as well you know, payment in appreciation and signs of affection in uh, the a promotion, the ability to actually move up that ladder. Uh, I think those are the types of things they were talking about there as well. So that is all from Silver Spoon um, with the iconic Bepsay lyrics. I, I'm going to play Dope and Silver Spoon before I get to I Need You. And I Need You starts the next segment we're going to talk about, which is the uh, Young Forever slash Most Beautiful Moments in Life saga. Um, that c uh, concludes what our talk for the first part. Um, so school trilogy, um, followed by most beautiful moments in life chapter. Well, that's what we're getting into now. So it's like school trilogy, then like a transition period in my mind. And then we're really getting into the most beautiful moments in life era now. Um, and it's going to make a lot, I think what I'm going to do with talking about this is talk about a video and play a song, talk about a video, play a song. Um, it'll make more sense that way. And obviously it would make more sense if you just watched the video on your own, but this is a helpful little cheat sheet I'll give you uh, to save you time. Or just if you've already seen the videos and you want a quick refresher of the storyline. So, um, yeah, so there, first of all, what you need to know is that this is when a lot of literary influences start to really present themselves through the BTS universe. They read a lot. They get the BTS army to read a lot. I've read a lot of things I would have never picked up, but they recommend it and it's uh, influenced their music. So it's a big part of the story. So um, one of the books they talk about 
or they don't talk about, but it's alluded to a lot, is called The Owl Service. It's by Alan Gardner. I have a lot more literary references I want to talk about more, though. So if I uh, had time, I'll talk about The Owl Service, but not today. Not, not today. So, um... Yeah, so the first video from this era that I want to talk about is I Need You. I Need You definitely seems like a precursor. So if you get bored listening to me at some point, make sure it's not now because this is a critical video to understand to understand the videos that come after. This is like a big shift in the storyline. This is a big moment. It's like one of those TV shows where if you miss that one critical episode, you are lost afterwards. So stay focused. You ready? We're going to talk about I Need You. Ready? 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 Okay. So... I Need You um, is when they really started taking on uh, their different personas, basically, and channeling these characters. So what happens to these characters is, um, you know, like this uh, reflection of their true feelings and, and some of their true experiences, but some of it is dramatized, and it's it all has a lot of meaning to it. But the point is that this is happening as part of the video um not really as them, but as their characters. So I'll just give them their character names for this because I've gotten used to just saying their real names, but I'll use their stage names uh, to go with the storyline. Um, I think it'll just be easier for non-fans to remember what I'm talking about if I use their stage names, so that's what I'll do. So um, so they are all in a different setting in I Need You um, at first. So in the I Need You video, um, we see them all in different settings. We see Jungkook, he looks um, beaten up. Um, we don't know how yet, um, but he's just walking along this bridge, um, with clear bruises. Uh, Jimin is in a bathtub. He's, like, um, it's not overflowing yet, but as the video goes on, the water rises. Um, Nam, sorry, Nam, <laughs> I was gonna say Namjoon, uh, stage name RM. RM is getting gas in the car, um, and he, uh... He's basically, this is a big detail, I think this was a big symbolic, purposeful moment. He's sucking this lollipop, um, but, event, but it quickly swaps out that stick for a cigarette stick, so it's just like a quick swap. Um, to me, it's like a quick swap from like childhood innocence to like, uh, you know, the real world that we gotta deal with. So, the lollipop switched to a cigarette. Um, we see um, J-Hope, he's uh, he's reaching for pills. He later is seen walking along the bridge as well, not with Jungkook, but afterwards. Um, Sokjin, um, is, uh, hold he opens these curtains at one point, but before that he um, is holding these uh, lily, lily petals for these, these white lily flowers. Um, and he eventually looks really upset because the lilies burst into flames. There's a lot of symbolism here. So if you're like, what the heck, this never, this is not realistic. It's not supposed to be. It's very, uh, it's, it's just so, it's so good. There's so much symbolism. In it. It's so deep. Anyway, so just stick with me, okay? Okay, so, um, and, uh, we'll get to V's character later. So, okay, so, recap. So, Jungkook is beaten up walking down the bridge. J-Hope eventually walks down the bridge after he took pills. Jimin is in the bathtub, uh, which is gonna overflow, and he doesn't care. Uh, Jin is, uh, watching the lily set on fire. Um, RM got gas for his car, so he's at the gas station, um, and he replaces the lollipop with a cigarette. So that's where we are in all these different settings, um, and we see Jin open the curtains, um, which he opens the curtains a lot throughout the saga. We'll talk more about that later, so. Okay, so, um, 
Then uh, we somehow find out this is like the it's a music video, so it switches scenes without real transition. So don't be like, wait, what? When did, when did we move to this setting? We just did, okay? It's a music video. So in this setting, now Jungkook and Jimin are in the same room. Um, Jungkook smashes a glass bottle at Jimin, um, and I know it's gonna get pretty dark, but they have light moments too, trust me, it's so, it's so cinematic. So anyway, so Jungkook throws a bottle at Jimin, um, but as he does, he gets this flashback to, um, them fighting when they were little kids, but then it was not throwing a bottle, it was, like, play fighting and just, like, Ooh, tag your it or whatever kids do these days. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so Jungkook like gets this flash as he's fighting him like aggressively. He gets a flashback to when they were like innocent play fighting his kids. Um, then we see all of the guys running together, um, and they're except Jimin. Jimin is now back in the bathtub. Yeah, the or the this is not chronolo this is chronological order in the music video, not chronological order. Um, you know, for the actual story sense. But this is the order that it's seen in the video. So, anyway. Okay, so they're all running together, but Jimin is still left behind. Um, then, uh, if we get to V, he has probably the darkest storyline, but I won't get gory about it, but, um... So maybe you're glad you don't have to watch the video because I'm telling you about it. So anyway, so V, um, his storyline is major here. So he eventually is walking along the same train tracks, um, and he almost gets beaten up, but he doesn't. Um... And he, it looked like he was gonna get hurt, but he didn't. But now we see that he, um... So long story short, there's this scene where he consults this abusive parent, stabs him, but as he does stab him, he gets all bloodied up himself. So he tries to wash the blood off, but it is not coming off. Um, he tries calling someone, saying, I want to see you, where are you? Um, I believe that he was calling RM's character in the story. Like, where are you? I need help. I don't know what happened. Um, he may have killed his dad. Um, so he, he didn't do, this part is dramatized. Just to be super clear, a lot of it is, but this part especially, don't think he actually murders someone. This is part of the story in the music video. Just being very clear. So, um, anyway, so he's like, what do I do? I think I killed him. I don't know what to do. Um, and then eventually in the story, um, V is just lying alone in the grass. Um, he's crumpling up this Polaroid picture he has. We'll talk a lot about Polaroids in this, uh saga um eventually the rest of the guys catch up to him and he v has been laying in the grass not really but like on a mattress that's on the grass so there's like outdoors but there's this like seemingly random but actually very important that we're going to talk about later symbolic mattress so v's on the mattress um he is crumpling up a polaroid but then rm finds him oh rm finds him and that's the moment where he pulls him up and so you get the camera angle where he's like looking down and smiling and like pulling you up it's a thing it comes back around it is so it's a big moment um anyway and then we realize that this whole thing has been recorded the scene um is being recorded by Jin, who is the one who opened the curtains remember he's seeing all of this kind of like not a uh, not a passive observer of it, but I guess relatively compared to the other character storylines, and you realize that he's been the one recording on the camera. And the I Need You video ends with the text on the screen saying, you can smile as long as we're together. And that concept of uh, other people to rely on is constant throughout this part of the saga. Um, K-pop stars release a lot of videos in with Japanese versions as well. They have different... Um, television standards and things like that, so that's part of the reason why they give them alternate videos. Um, I think it's just also, you know, it's good promo for them, and, you know, it's just something a lot of K-pop groups do. So in the I Need You Japanese version video, it's a little less gory. Um, it's, um, 
it ha it's uh, basically what the big key symbols to note in that video were um, the lilies on fire again, uh, but in that video they turn into brightly colored flowers eventually. Um, J-Hope is the one in the bathroom, but he's just at the sink looking at himself like, what am I doing with my life? And then the guys are surrounded by flowers in this circle. Um, so again, that togetherness theme is the in that version of the video as well. Then there was this little, like, transition video that is not really, like, part of the actual song playing video style. So, um, this was like a real, yeah, TV show or movie episode. So, the next scene was, um, aside from I Need You, after those stuff were released, this is like a separate video. Um, but My, but My City is the song that's playing in the background, so it is BTS music that goes with it. So anyway, so they're back at the gas station, this big gas station, and Arm is back, this time he has a lollipop back, um, in his mouth. He fills up the car with gas, he takes a Polaroid picture, I feel like I need to say Polaroid in a specific voice every time I bring it up to remind you that's the, that Simbakan will be important later on in this story. So whatever. Polaroid picture, remember that. And he get, gets the Polaroid and fills up the car with gas, and then they're about to leave. Um, J-Hope joins him after returning with some bag of something, uh, we don't know what, uh, that he got out of the gas station store. They all drive away, they're all on this road trip, um, and they are, um... So then Jin is still filming, so we see now this part of the video you see through Jin's camera lens point of view. Um, he sees V, the guy who uh, killed, possibly killed his dad, um, who, uh, climbing up onto this diving board, because they're like driving down like by the beach and the ocean and, and everything. Um, and uh, so everyone is like, what are you doing, V? Get off the diving board. And so they're all running confused and telling him to stop uh, going on the diving board, they don't know what's happening. I don't know if you'd call it a diving board. It was this huge platform. Maybe it was just, like, an, a vacant, half-constructed building. But he's on a big structure, way above the water, and they're like, what are you doing? Don't you dare jump off there. And he is, um, and they usher him back down. And so, uh, in this clip, V does jump, but he stops mid-air, and, um... That's what we see of this clip, that it's he's in a mid-air jump. And um, and then Jin, um, find, while they're on this road trip, he looks in the glove compartment of the car and finds a Polaroid there, which is a big moment! And then um, we transition into the run video, so let's play I Need You first to go with uh, what I just the scenes I just described. Alright, so after the I Need You video, the next part of our story is the run music video. So in this run music video, the key moments that you need to keep in mind, so in this video, they're playing the same characters, like I said, this is like a TV show, so uh, the same stories are being uh, used, it just, it's, they're progressing. So now, um, in the run music video, um, BTS are all still on this road trip together, they're all in this car, um, and they are, uh, they, then they are, they are running, yes, because the song's called Run, um, and they're running down, they're running down this tunnel, like, you know when you drive, um, like, in a tunnel? I don't know how to describe if there's a different way to describe it. Like, I don't know, when you're, like, sometimes even when you're, like, on a highway or something, but you drive and it's, like, within, like, a tunnel. I don't, I don't know, it's, if there, I feel like there's a better term for what I'm saying, but you get what I'm saying. So anyway, so they're running down this tunnel, and it's dark out, uh, they left their car, they're just running and getting honked at, but they're still running, um, and then they are, uh, goofing off, so this is, like, they're literally, the, the, them literally running is, like, interspersed in this music video with, like, clips of them, um, together at this, like, house party setting, and so, um, 
so there's the running clips and then you see it's interspersed with these uh, a few moments that I'm going to point out. So one of them is that they are with Jimin uh, in this scene. This is a throwback. So this is not the scene where Jimin's in the bathtub that's overflowing by choice. This is... Um, that this is like a flashback to before that happened. So yes, the chron the chron this is the I'm going through the chronology uh, based on release dates of these videos, not the actual like content the characters went through. They intentionally like you know they want to keep you on your toes. Anyway, so yeah, so anyway, so we're at this point and they are go the, the in these images they are at this house party and they are like laughing and dunking Jimin in the bathtub as like a party game. Um so they are like really going hardcore on that. And these moments of levity perceived levity, but in my in my view bullying uh are interspersed with clips of V, the one who jumped off the board, uh drowning. Um so you can guess, even though he was in midair during the last uh scene with the board, that he did fall all the way. Um and so the goofing off with Jimin by drowning him in the tub is like every time like he's under, you see V under like in the water, like it flashes back to that too. There are a lot of like flashing uh video moments. Uh and so anyway um, there's a moment where they all walk off into the night, um, except Jungkook, who stops and suddenly turns to see the camera. So, there are a lot of moments throughout these videos you'll notice where you realize it's all being filmed. Keep that in mind. Um, someone emerges from the water at some point, you see, like, in the distance, like, in the ocean, um, while the song Butterfly plays, um, and, uh, we will talk about that more in a minute. Um, and then, um... There is a, a final moment um, where you see this image of the members. They are on that beach again in that truck on their, like, road trip. Um, they're right, you know, alongside the ocean shore of this beach. They're just smiling and hanging out together. Um, but then we see Jimin, in the meantime, is uh, back in the tub, and he sees this Polaroid image. So, like, it's, it's like a, an effect where, like, you, look, you think you're looking at them there on the beach, but you're actually looking at a Polaroid picture of that moment. So it zooms out, and it's a Polaroid, and Jimin is seen. He's back in the tub alone, and he lit the Polaroid on fire. And when he lit it, and it burned and turned into white lily petals. I hope you are catching all of the the references to past videos. There's so many more, so stay focused. Okay, and the run there was a run Japanese video as well. The big symbolism you need to know for that is just that RM's character is in this graffiti covered phone booth. Graffiti and phone booths are both key symbols to remember for future stories. So I would like to tr to um get into a big next part of the saga because it's super relevant and I don't want to stop here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit about Butterfly and then I'm going to play um, some of... You'll, you'll see. Okay, so it, let's just move on. So in the Butterfly video, um, the moments that I thought were pretty big is that they're still on this road trip. They're seen around this campfire like laughing and hanging out as they're on this trip. Jin is looking at one of their Polaroids and he's like, should we go here? And they're all nodding and like, yeah, let's go to this place you see in the Polaroid. But Jimin sees that and he's the only one that's getting bad memories from it. And is like, no, we are not going there. Um, but he goes, he just looks reluctant. He doesn't verbally protest. Um, so uh, other key symbolic moments is that there is another match in this um, that um, Jungkook blows out. Um, they're on this road trip laughing and having fun the rest of the time. Um, RM is uh, looking out the window while they're driving away. He blows in the on the glass and is like, um, 
like, you know how when the glass fogs up in a vehicle, people, like, draw or write their name on it or whatever. So anyway, so what he writes is just, you need to survive, like a reminder to himself to stay strong. And so he writes, you need to survive. Um, and so they are all, like, really having a great time. But again, like most of the videos, these moments of levity are interspersed with, like, OMG, life is terrible mo realizations. Like, why are we putting on a happy face moments? And um, then we realize Jin has been filming this uh, the whole time. So keep that in mind. Um, then we enter a new era of videos that I'm going to talk about, um, and what I'm going to do, because I won't have time to get through all of it, I can go a little over six tonight, sorry, you have to hear my voice more, but I'm excited, and I'm very in the thick of this story, I'm not giving up now, so the next part, so we get, we end the most beautiful moments in life story with Butterfly, which I'll probably have more time to play, uh, another night so I will play it because it's so beautiful and you should hear it but um it really does sound like such a just hopeful song they really bottled this emotion of just hope for the future in it so anyway so after we end the most beautiful moments in life era the next era was the wings era aka the you never walk alone era depending on exactly when you're talking about but I refer to it as the wings era so in this new wings era we pick up where some of those stories left off in, in terms of symbolism but the actual characters are now like different like we're kind of put pressing pause on those characters at least in my book for this part so this part gets really symbolic so it just adds on past symbols and it is less about story and more about symbols in my book so the wings era included a solo song for each of the seven bts members so in this album so and they're like chapters so chapter one is one of the members chapter two is one of the members and it's like their character doing something so they each get like a solo video so i obviously i don't have time tonight to play all all seven of the main songs um so i'm just gonna play like a little snippet of each like in a montage style sequence so you get the feeling because each one has such powerful feeling it really is added to by the music videos too so i guess if you're really interested you should just check out the whole song via watching the video that i'm gonna explain there are two parts of these videos that i want to get into and i'll just get into one part today and then we'll pick up next time um after that so one part is these monologues that rm is doing before every video um talking about um there are a lot of references in what he's talking about to literature and things like that. Anyway, so there's a monologue that's not 100% related to what the characters do in this so in the Wing Saga, but it is relevant and it's it's a whole, it's almost like a side story, which is why I'm going to talk about that separately. So, as I talk about this, there are monologues that he gives before the videos of the so the solo music videos, but I'm going to read the monologues as if they were like one long piece and I will read that and talk about that next week. So just know that there is more to the story, so if you're super confused, first of all you should be because all the symbols are meant to be you you get to decide what they represent for you. Um it's not supposed to be clear cut. That's art. That's the power of art. And uh second of all, there's so much more of the story left to tell. So uh, if you're still confused, don't worry. I will give a quick recap um, when we get started next week as well in case you uh, zoned out or whatever or just forget. So don't worry, you won't be lost if you, uh, for whatever reason, when you tune in next week. But anyway, so the quick version is I'm just going to talk about what happens in these solo videos and we'll play a short little montage of those um, songs that the they got as soloists. So chapter one of the Wing Saga is called Begin. And this is Jungkook's video. So in Jungkook's video, he is, um, he's dreaming, he's in a, in this bed, in this room, um, in his bedroom, he's dreaming about some, a crash of some sort, just like a car crash. He's dreaming about this crash, 
you hear the screeching of the rubber um, of the tires and everything. It's ugh, it's bad. But yeah, so he's dreaming about this crash. Um, and he also um, dreams that there's this keyboard that is on fire. There's this flame coming out of this keyboard. So keep these things in mind. Like I said, this these videos, these solo videos of the Wing Saga specifically are more are more symbolic than anything. And they those symbols will come back to make more sense with the actual characters later on. So stay with me. Okay, so keyboard on fire. Dream about the crash. He wakes up. He realized there's this self-portrait of him across from the bed. So he walks over to this portrait, but um, it starts to rain. It's raining in the in the room. Yes, just go with this, okay? So it's raining. Uh, the storm washes away this paint, so all these colors that formed the self-portrait are bleeding away. And he's watching it so distraught that his painting is being washed away. And then the painting itself falls, like, bursts into flames. Um, and then we see... Um, what I, I don't know if this was, an, like, I'm pretty sure it was intentional, but there is a detail that I found interesting, which is when the rain is coming down, you see, like, red paint falling out, um, where his, where the eyes of the self-portrait were, like, he's crying blood almost, um, that just seemed like a big, a big intentional symbolic moment for, in my view, anyway, so, we see then, so, then after this fire, that the, there are birds that fly over his head, um, we see that the self-portrait, like, didn't really melt down because now it took the form of a new drawing on the ground. So Jungkook looks down, the birds fly over his head, and below his, him is a picture of a bird as well. And when he looks back up, he sees this big shadow, and so now his shadow is a phoenix. So his shadow is not what it was before. It is a full phoenix now, and he's surrounded by birds. And it's that that is begin. The story begins. So chapter two is Lie, which is Jimin's story. So Jimin's story um is um it starts out where he is in this white room that is practically empty um it just is a few key things that you need to remember he's being filmed for one so there's a camera on the table positioned toward him um and he's sitting at this white table alone um there is an apple there and there is a painting behind him of trees just keep these things in mind um, when Jimin looks directly in the camera, he suddenly is, like, getting more flashbacks again, and he's remembering watching J-Hope dance, um, cause Dan you know, going to the studio and dancing is just a pastime of his, um, he remembers fun moments watching J-Hope dance and being pr a proud friend of his dancing. Um, then, the next scene of the live video, Jimin is suddenly in a hospital bed, um, and as he's in there, he's getting flashes of memories, so he is there looking like he's happy, but the sun is really dark, so it's quite the contrast, and there are flashes of memories. He sees a bathtub, he sees an apple, he sees a piano, all these images flash into his memory. Chapter 3 is Stigma, which is V's video. So, um, V's video, he is, he's the one that killed his dad earlier in the show. He's now vandalizing this wall. Uh, he gets arrested, doesn't seem to care. He's questioned by the cops, and he doesn't give, um, he gives his name, but they ask about, you know, who are your parents, where are they and stuff, and he basically says, I, I don't know what you're talking about, I don't really have parents, um, he, uh, you see through his eye at one moment, in his pupil, like, there's this image it shows of a woman holding a baby. This image is very symbolic, we're gonna talk about it later, it's a famous image, but anyway, it's in, it's there, um, and we see he has a flashing memory, too, of this phone booth, um, when he's being questioned by the police, he is asked about his name, he's asked about his parents, and then, um, he looks up again, and... Maybe he was asked a third question, and we just he just didn't answer, but he is suddenly looking like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Because he looks up, and he realizes that the cop 
uh, reminds him of his dad. He looks a lot like his dad. He has to look away then and is like, like feeling like, like this is a weird sign of some something going wrong. Um, and then, um, so yeah, so then chapter four is first love. Um, that one is, um, is Suga's son. So first love, he, uh, he walks toward this music store which is closed for the night so he throws a rock to break open the window so he can go play the piano in the music store he plays the piano um and tries to find moments of peace by playing the piano in throughout this this whole series not just the wings part of the series but just throughout the video so anyway he's playing a piano um but um at one point uh he was walking down this dark road after that, and there was a sound of a crash, but the car didn't hit him, but it almost did. And then you get other flashes. So in this video, you get a flash of he sees the tub, he sees the piano is now in flames. Um, by the time he was done with this scary crash, it wasn't just a dream. He walks back to the music shop, realizes the piano really is on fire. Chapter 5 is Reflection. That is RM's chapter. So RM is giving himself the tattoo of a bird. Um... There's a really symbolic moment that's going to sound whack if you don't just appreciate the symbolism of it. So just don't take it too literally. But he uh, he sees this drawing, RM, and he sets it on fire. Um, the pieces of the drawing uh, that fall away due to the flames fall into this cup that he drinks from. It's a whole thing. We'll get into it later. Um, but anyway, he drinks this uh, thing that was basically made of the oils in, he used in this painting. Um... So you're probably like, how is that safe? It's not. He passes out, um, and the colors are bleeding down his arms from both the tattoo he gave him and possibly blood or something else. Um, the, fl imaging, the flashing images he sees are broken glass and fireworks. Um, so keep those in mind. Then he hears the phone ring, and he comes to possibly, maybe this is all while he's passed out still, but in some scene, if he's dreaming or not, I don't know, but he comes to, and you hear this phone ringing. So he runs toward it, and it's ringing and ringing and ringing, and he can't get in the phone booth because it's locked. There are padlocks all over it. He cannot get in, and has to stay miserable outside of it waiting to see if he can get to the phone. Now, if you remember earlier in the story, V, when he was like, what have I done, and trying to wash his bloody hands, called RM, and RM did not pick up because he couldn't get in that booth, and he couldn't save V. This is very important for the storyline, so please remember this part. Um, Alright, so that was first love and reflection. So then chapter six was Mama. This is J-Hopes. He's in a hospital as well. Jimin is not in this scene, though, so we don't know if it's the same hospital or whatever. But he's in this room where, in this video, uh, the side walls, like, open up and pills just start pouring out of them. Like, it's a freaking ball pit in there, but it's made of pills now that came out from all the sides. He takes those, and the world goes technicolor. He's, like, hallucinating, um... And when he, you zoom in on his pupil, it's got this colorful painting in it. Not the same one of a mom holding a baby, but still, uh, there's some there's an image there that is key. Um, before chapter 7, the final chapter, there was an interlude video uh, called Boy Meets Evil. Um, and J-Hope uh, has a solo dance in that. He's in this room with red-tinged smoke. There are all these cracks in the ground beneath him. The room is falling apart. It is a Technicolor world still that he's in. Um, the shadows of him while he's dancing appear to have these big wings, almost like the phoenix wings, just a FYI, and behind him you see on the wall the words save me. Please remember that. <laughs> the next interlude is wings, um, which, uh, is 
mostly just for the sake of RM's monologue, so we're not going to talk about it now, we'll talk about it next week. Chapter 7, Awake. Um, the text on the screen is big here. It says, um, we cried a lot and laughed a lot, but it was so beautiful. I think about this quote a lot that was at the start of that video because it just seems to sum up everything in life, doesn't it? We cried a lot and laughed a lot, but it was so beautiful. That life is so emotional and so many ups and downs, especially when you're young, like I said, and emotions are so high. Um, you cry a lot and you laugh a lot, but it is so beautiful and it is so worth, life is so worth living is basically the message they send there. Um, so in this scene, we see Jin. He is in this big fancy mansion place, um, or at least the, the dining room lends itself to believe you're in a mansion. He's sitting alone at this big table, which is set for like 12 people, but he's the only one there. Um, there's an apple in the front, in the middle of a table. Um, there's a lily, a white lily uh, on a vase on the table. Um, he tries to take a picture of it because he's got this camera, um, and then he, uh, then he goes, uh, he starts walking around the building as the music's playing. So, he, uh, walks around, he opens up the curtains, he sees a mirror there, um, he, uh, is walking down the hall as music plays, um, he sees pictures framed on the walls, one of them being of that bird drawing from the first video, from Jungkook's video, um, he eventually roams into a bedroom, and when he opens the door, um, he sees that it's empty, so he leaves these white lily petals on the bed, and that's just what he leaves there. Um, in his pupil, when they zoom in at one point, you see a bird flying by. And then as he walks out of the room, you suddenly look at the ground, and seven Polaroids are spread across the floor. And one by one, along with the lyrics, the Polaroids reveal images so each image goes with like the symbol that represents the character and their story. So you see, um, you see a light post, you see the image of the mom hugging a baby, you see the apple, you see the piano, you see the falcon, phoenix, whatever, you see broken glass. These are all things that were referenced before, and they are moments that are shown on the Polaroids that were left on the floor when Jin left lily petals there and walked away. Everything I'm saying might sound convoluted, but it is all intentional. All these details add up. Um, there is a big scene next that really ties a lot of this together for an iconic song, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And that's where we're going to go next week. Um, so I just want to do the quickest one-minute recap of everything I talked about tonight after I play a little montage of these songs. I'm so glad I get to go over tonight. Obviously, I want to talk about a lot more artists this season than just BTS, so that is why I'm cutting that a little short. Sorry about that, but also not sorry. I'm. This has been such a good episode, so I'm sorry if you're annoyed that it went long, but oof, this is, this is so exciting, and I'm so excited. There's so much more to the story, and Blood, Sweat, and Tears is a big pivotal video that we're going to start talking about next week, Wednesday, 5 o'clock, be there. Um, so, um... There's a lot to that story, so the quickest recap I could possibly give you um, is that, first of all, we have the, the things you need to remember are these chapters are Begin, Lie, Stigma, First Love, Reflection, Mama, Awake, in there was an interlude for Boy Meets Evil, and then an interlude for Wings, and then it all concludes with Blood, Sweat, and Tears for this Wings era. Um, so... Um, they each got to tell their individual stories through that. There's a lot of symbolism to keep in mind, and I'll give a quick speed round recap again right before we get into things uh, Wednesday. Um, and I know it was a lot of talking tonight, not so much music. 
Uh, I hope you still enjoyed it. I will promise you it'll be more more of a mix of music and talking next week. I just there was this was a big chapter. This was probably this is probably the most in depth saga in out of all the BTS sagas I'm going to talk about. There's still yes even more sagas. So we're probably going to do this either Wednesday maybe Thursday too. But I'll probably wrap it up next week. But just know that there is so much to it. So that's why and there wasn't a good stopping point because of the seven chapters thing. So that's why it went so long tonight. Um, Sorry, not sorry. It was great. And so, um, so yeah, so it won't be like that again next time, but just keep that in mind. So overall, um, the big summary, the big takeaways that you can get so far are that the symbolism we've got here is we have, um, someone who's practically drowning, someone who did jump off a board to drown after possibly killing his dad in the video and calling for help and no one wants to help him. He was going to get arrested from graffiti, didn't care, all of that. Um, we have someone who's opening up curtains to kind of witness this stuff and doesn't know what to do, and he keeps putting this symbol um, of peace and other things that we're going to talk about later, all these lilies wherever he goes and trying to take pictures and film things as if that will like somehow like be a good role in the situation, um, and, like, help in a way. Um, we have phoenix images everywhere. We have their shadows looking like phoenixes. We have the piano, which is constantly on flames. Other things are on flames a lot, too. Fire is a big symbol in this saga. Blowing out the match, um, on candles and stuff, all of that. Uh, we have the lollipop being switched for a cigarette because... Uh, yeah, there's a lot more references to childhood. We have, like, looking at the the flashback to them playing like little kids versus playing down and dirty as adults. Um, so a lot of moments like that where it's suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, I'm an adult flashback moments. Um, so yeah, so the bathtub scene, um, the apple is important symbolism. You can probably guess what the apple symbolizes, but we'll get to it next week. Um, you know, the bird, the painting the the storm we got glass breaking some car crash that we don't know tons of details about yet but we will uh we got the phone booth with the padlocks on it this is why this is such an involved saga that's how you can get so emotionally invested in it right it's so involved and every time i watch a video it's like i, I catch another detail like the fact that they write save me on the wall and we're going to get back to that later um but they wrote things like that before and you catch them later all these details even in the background of images anyway so they all have these symbols and storylines um and we're just and yeah so if you're wondering like what does all this mean just remember where we left off is that Jin's character left some lilies on the bed it's now empty Jungkook started the saga in that bed but he's no longer in the room Jin leaves some um some lilies there um walks past a, a framed picture of the bird that we saw in Jungkook's opening scene and he walks away, and we see Polaroid images reflecting the symbols for each character um, left on the floor behind him. So much to unpack of that. So much of what it means. But I think the joy of BTS World is that you get to decide what it means first. And you can find out, like, later what they were really going for. But, so I want to, you know, do what I did when I was first watching these, is just let yourself think about it. It's so deep. It's so philosophical. It's so symbolic. It's so, so full of meaning, this universe. So whatever it means to you, however it connects to you and resonates with you, uh, think about what you think all of it represents. Because I'm not telling you yet. You gotta wait till next week. And even then we don't know for sure because not all of it is confirmed it's up to you and that's the point it's a great uh form of visual and sonic expression uh bottling up all these emotions into sounds and then adding the visuals with the videos it's just so incredible they've done such great work and that's why i wanted to spend a lot of time talking about it so all right so we're gonna stop there for tonight 
Uh, it was a long one, but more next week. And I probably talk about, I don't know if I'll get to more artists next week, but hopefully. And if not, I will still give some quick news updates about the world of K-pop. So please tune in. Even if you're not a BTS fan, there will be more surprises for you and if you're not a fan of all the talking there will be less of that next week um i did not get to playing run so i'm gonna play run to uh um show us out so have a good night a good weekend i will see you wednesday at five